0: What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and uh, Michelle. This is uh, we're we're truly, truly recording in the morning of all mornings. It is early, and I am tired, but I'm very glad that we're kicking off the week, obviously, with the huddle as usual. Um, We have some extenuating circumstances as to why we are recording very early this morning. Would you like to tell folks what is going on in your world and why we sound so tired and dead?
1: (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Living in the mountains has its perks, but living in the mountains also has its problems. So last when Kate and I normally record in the evenings, so that we're a little bit more awake and lively, uh, I had a power outage. So <laughs> no Wi-Fi, no power, no anything. I was fingers crossed that it was going to come back on at a reasonable hour so that we could get our, uh, get our recording in. Unfortunately, it didn't, so we had to call an audible, and here we are recording early. So you know what? It's okay, though. We're like properly starting our days with Draft Queens today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very glad that we are and also I should say because we didn't record in the evening for this episode um I got a nice long sleep last night and do you know what do you know what happened last night? Did I tell you what happened last night?
1: Tell me. No, I have no idea.
0: Okay. Well, I I slept for many, many hours, and there were thunderstorms, and I was waking up. It was disrupting my REM cycle, you know, like all that shit. And I guess I was having dreams, and this is probably a premonition to our Drafts on Drafts episode on Wednesday. (laughs) But I was having dreams, and I woke up this morning ready to go for Drafts on Drafts, and I remembered my dream. And my dream, my dream was that I was dating Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Stop. I'm not kidding. I woke up this morning like panicking and I like rolled over. I was like, is that, is Patrick Mahomes here? Like, uh, but no, no, that was, uh, I had a nice long REM cycle and I guess my brain has come around on the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So that is,
1: that is random.
0: It's so random. It's truly like, it was very, and it was one of those dreams where it was like vivid And I I woke up, like, confused about what reality was for just a moment.
1: Wow. That is very random, but it just goes to show everybody (laughs) sports are always on Kate's mind, even when she's sleeping.
0: That is right. And we will talk more about not just Patrick Mahomes, but we'll talk all about football on Wednesday. Um, As for today, we're going to talk about all the sports because we've got some Monday morning headlines to kick us off. Um, And Michelle... I've got our timer ready, so I can count us down and we can get those 60 seconds on the clock if you want to start going through these headlines here. Let's get into it, Mrs. Mahomes. All right, Mrs. Mahomes on the clock. Here we go. (laughs) In three, two, one, go. UFC star
1: Conor McGregor is facing six charges for alleged driving offenses in Ireland.
0: The Buffalo Sabres have been eliminated from NHL playoff contention for a record-breaking 11th straight season.
1: Former Texans linebacker Whitney Merculus announced his retirement on Wednesday after
0: 10-year in the NFL. Terrell Owens has joined Fan-Controlled Football, a professional indoor football league, and believes he could defy odds with an NFL return. The NHL's sports betting deals have expanded to Canada. The All-Star third baseman Jose Ramirez agrees to a five-year, $124 million extension with the Cleveland Guardians.
1: In case you missed it, the
0: Kansas the Jayhawks pulled off a 16-point comeback to win the men's championship. And South Carolina Gamecocks took down UConn to win the women's NCAA championship, wrapping up March Madness. Five seconds.
1: The Masters kicked off in Augusta last week with Tiger Woods back for his first appearance in a tournament since his February 2021 accident. Ooh, perfect! Nailed it. Thank you for that five one. second countdown.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I, I needed us to to make it today. But yes, uh, wow, some really really nice headlines. Sadly, nothing to do with Mr. Patrick Mahomes. We but, always
1: um, I, we do this all the time. Like we always start out reading them like we're really like professional and like, we got and we got this like we're relaxed. Fine. And then by the end, where I like stumble over words and leave them out to make sure that we get through it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's always how it goes. That's the fun. That's the fun well, part of the huddle. Well, we we read some of the Let's start with let's start with football because um oh gosh, because football's on the brain. But I do want to I I almost like rolled my eyes while reading this one. Um that headline about Terrell Owens, like what how do you feel about him joining an indoor football league called fan-controlled football and is talking about coming back to the NFL. Can can you explain this to me?
1: It's literally hilarious. So, like, I read it, too, and I was like, wow, T.O., haven't heard about him in a long time. So that's why that sort of popped up to me as interesting. So he's 48 years old. He's in the Hall of Fame. I mean clearly we've seen tom come back so i mean 48 ages but a number but he's been like totally out of the 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 ball game for for quite some time here right and so of course he's had an illustrious career Um, and it would be very interesting to see, you know, if he actually came back from, from something like this, but he, he was like kind of saying that like, at some point your skills may decline, but if you kind of like keep pushing through that, like, you know, maybe there's a chance and, and you know him, he's always also been like, you know, a bit controversial and so like if there was ever a guy to sort of like push the limits of like being able to come back it would be someone like him but like I never really heard it so it's fan controlled football league Um, I hadn't really actually heard of it before but it's a 7 on 7 league that empowers fans to make decisions for their favorite team including calling plays in real time and it's going to be something that's going to be on it's going to be something that's going to be on FUBU Um, they're mic'd up during the games. So it's definitely something that's more, I almost view it as like the celebrity softball game that they play. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yes, they're competing. Yes. They used to be like, you know, in, in the pros, but it's not like a hardcore game that they're playing. So, and, and in this instance, there's like a very cool fan element. So like, this is the first I had ever heard of, fan controlled football and then on top of it obviously to just being like hey i'm gonna come back after i do this
0: (laughs) obviously it feels very to i my questions that are outstanding about this headline that i will be (laughs) doing research on after we get off of uh, off of this recording um is is anyone else in this league like is it just to or are there other people that we care about and then My other question is like, when does this season happen? Because honestly, being able to control a football team as a fan actually sounds sort of like a fun mix of sports and reality TV, which I am fully here for. Like that kind of sounds fun.
1: It actually, so I'm reading this. So fan controlled football is a professional indoor football league created in 2017 As the first league controlled by fans. So, actually, this has been around for a while. I just had never heard of it. It Sounds like they play down in Atlanta and they have a few different broadcast partners, Fubu being one of them that I just Uh mentioned. But, like, I've never, ever heard of this or seen it in action. So, maybe TO just did them a solid by, you know, throwing that out there and saying, you know, getting more people to watch it. But, um, yeah, I think we should both, yeah, it looks like they're using T.O. as, like, sort of their, like, spokesperson. I don't know. I feel like you and I should definitely look into this a little bit more and, and see if we can get some play calls. It, it it appears they only play, like, four or five games for the season. There's a very limited number of teams, um, which makes sense because wow. I would imagine this is pretty, pretty challenging to, uh, to, um, like, juggle. But we should... I don't know. We should get into this and, and try it and see if we can call some plays.
0: Honestly, I've we'll been to – We'll call it the draft queen. Yeah, I really I, – I'm so down for that because I have been to one indoor football game when I was going to school in uh, in Richmond, Virginia. So this was like a Richmond thing. And they had like a semi-professional indoor football team. It was wow. super, super cool. I really enjoyed it. It was a little bit more like smackdown, you know? Like it was just really really interesting.
1: It's it's a, it's much more for the entertainment than it is for the sport.
0: Precisely. Right. Yes. Okay. And it well, felt that way. Yes. Well,
1: I'm color me intrigued by this. Color That's me for intrigued sure. as well. Yes, please. <laughs>
0: color me intrigued as well. That's the perfect way to put it. I mean, and and we also obviously we have a lot of other sports to talk about here. Um as much as this fan controlled football is super cool, uh but speaking of defying odds, let's talk a little bit about the wrap-up of NCAA championships for the men and the women. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I don't know if you watch the Jayhawks game or the Gamecocks game. I watch both. Both yeah, games. Fill,
1: you fill us in because I oh, am yeah. an old bag, and for the Jayhawks <laughs> game, I was in. Okay, I, before old you give bag. us before you give us your <laughs> recap, I will say, like, the championship game was on at nine twenty on a Monday night. Like, give me a break! Give me a break! Could, could that game not have been like prime time, like seven or eight o'clock, please? So uh,
0: you're telling anyway, me.
1: Anyway, you're gonna have to give us the recap, as I was just looking at my eyelids
0: and sleeping during. The no, end of that. no, I, I know. I I will give you the recap, and honestly, I would not be surprised. Um, especially for the Jayhawks game. I thought that, let's start with the women. Um, I thought that the South Carolina-UConn game was neck and neck, and it was truly like a championship game through and through, right? I think there was like, mostly, there were only like four point lead changes the entire game from what I remember. It was just back and forth and back and forth. And so really like, cutthroat smash mouth basketball which was really really fun very chalky until the very end where uh South Carolina and Aaliyah Boston kind of pulled away with the game um but gotta say shouts to Aaliyah Boston she had a Fantastic game again between points and rebounds. That woman is a muse, and I would like to be like her. So really, really fun to watch and, the Gamecocks win. And
1: shouts to Maria Marino, who chatted with us a few weeks ago. I oh, think yes. she basically nailed some of her uh, predictions here. I'm sure she was out there pulling for UConn. Unfortunately, they didn't get the win, but, um, you know, she definitely let us know how strong South Carolina was looking.
0: And, yes. you know, again,
1: props to UConn for, for making it all the way to the big show
0: absolutely so that was a great game followed by again that 920 something game on a <laughs> Don't Monday mind night being just an old lady over
1: here but come on it, make it a little earlier please
0: that's a larger question for the networks like why on fucking earth are we doing this I understand 9 there's a West 20 Coast 920 yeah. tip off come on uh, just knock it up to like 820 and West Coast <laughs> can watch at 5 o'clock anyway um, the Jayhawks beat the – oh, God, who did they even play? They beat the UNC uh, Tar Heels, who were the number eight seed, who just beat Duke in the Final Four, who just beat St. John's. Um, I actually – I really thought that UNC looked like the scrappy and better team for most of the game because, Mm. like we said in the headline, at the half – uh, the Kansas Jayhawks were down by 16 points. So this I thought is, it was over.
1: Well, that's the thing. This That was sort of the trend with UNC. Like, I had watched a few UNC games, and they were in this situation a few times where they were up big, and you basically got, like, bored with the game. You're like, well, right. of course they're going to win. And then, you know, this one, they actually blew the lead and lost the game there were up you know the ones before they obviously maintained but you know in like the second or third round i think they were up unc was up by like 25 and yes like, and whoever they were p- playing in that round i forget who it was but like that team came all the way back unc still yeah. won but still like i don't know to me like to me you know uh the number eight seed making it all the way to the big show is pretty impressive. However, you can tell by their way of play that they go up big and then for whatever reason they can't maintain.
0: They can't maintain. It's just so interesting watching. And this is the fun of college basketball, I will say. As as only an aficionado of March Madness, I don't know about you, but I feel like we only watch – March Madness for college basketball for the most part. That's it. And, yeah. And the rest of the year, I honestly, as much as I think these guys are so, and gals are so cool to watch and, and college is so dynamic, I don't watch the rest of the year. Right. Which makes it really fun to see their play style in like uh, a time capsule of the month of March. And you're right, UNC gets up ahead early and then it's interesting to see how Kansas just sort of pulls through that energy the whole game. And I will say it was down to the wire down to the last, I think 4.3 seconds or something like that, um, where they came back and pulled it off and UNC had a, had a jumper or three, um, in the last four seconds of the game, they had plenty of time to swing it around the horn and put up a three. And, um, they just missed that final shot. So it really came down to that, you know? As
1: as it does, that's it's like you said. I feel like these these are uh, the excitement level, and these are always you know top notch and comes down to last shots of the game. So cra- yeah. con- congrats to uh, the Jayhawks and the Gamecocks, and uh, we will be back again next year when March Madness picks back up. Yes. Like, always, always fun. How would you do in your, uh, did you get either one of those picks right in your brackets?
0: I did not. Did you?
1: I did not. I had okay. Gonz- I had Gonzaga and UConn, so I was pulling for UConn in the uh, in the ladies uh, tournament.
0: Yeah, I think I had uh, Zags and Gosh, I might have had UConn too. I think we bet the same way. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs>
1: Speaking of betting, yeah. I thought I, this wasn't like necessarily an exciting headline, so to speak, but I thought that it was like very funny and interesting that the nhl sports betting is finally expanded to canada specifically because like hockey is such a huge sport in canada so in my head i was like wow the fi- finally like they I, I would have thought they had it like longer than we did but goes to show like this stuff takes a little while and i can only imagine uh the amount of sports betting that will go up now that uh, our friends in the north can bet on hockey games
0: I, I actually I had the same thought. And I think I mean, first, congratulations. Oh, Canada, like congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Um, I also I discovered something in sports betting this weekend that applies to one of these headlines.
1: Oh, please share what I'm, uh, I'm looking at all the headlines, wondering what it could be.
0: Yeah. Well, I actually for the very first time, I've taken my degenerate level to I've <laughs> ach- unlocked a new degenerate level here. And I was betting on the Masters all weekend, Uh, which (laughs) I didn't know you could do.
1: I saw that and I thought of you. And my husband was like, do you even know who any of those players are?
0: And I was like, yes, actually, I do, because Kate has taught me. (laughs) Well, I do have to say that you can build every morning before they tee off. And it's around this time, right? Like 830 in the morning is when they tee off. Um, And so you can before and before the first person in the first group tees off, you can build like a superstar team. So I picked like my six favorite players and we ended up winning like 15 bucks off of it. There you go. Look at (laughs) and Tiger Woods is back. Like, who doesn't bet on Tiger Woods? He's minus one after day one. Like, you love to watch him. Who doesn't bet on Tiger Woods? Everybody. He's at least always going to make the cut. That's all I have to say.
1: Well, Kate, our resident golf expert, using that knowledge all the way on her sports betting apps. We love to see it.
0: Yes, this is what we do here at Draft Queens is we we take these headlines and we turn it it into money, baby.
1: (laughs) Well, we did touch a little bit on football, um, but as Kate mentioned at the top of the episode, tune in on Wednesday for our Drafts on Drafts episode uh, we're going to walk through all of the biggest NFL off off-season, offseason moves thus far. Obviously, we've talked about a lot of them as part of the huddle because there's been some huge headlines. but we thought we thought and because we miss talking about exclusively football, we just we, we want to and that's what we're gonna yeah. do. We need, we need to run through these huge moves, talk talk fantasy implications, and so tune in on uh, Wednesday to, to hear it all.
0: Yes, uh, Mrs. Mahomes now signing off.